With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stop right there. You want to know right now. Before you go any further, this is Wanda. Vision. Everything is super. It was Joshua all along. Everything is super. It was Kevin all along. Everything is super. It's Latanya all along. Is that pretty close, Kevin? Latanya, did I get the essence of the song? I think I think that's like the, I think you're doing like a '90s remix of it, but yeah, like yeah. adding in a little bit like grunge <laughs> to, to 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 the to the key. But I think LT was that close. That was pretty close. There was a yeah. little creed in there. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> is it Creed? Is it Pearl Jam? Or is it Stevie Wonder? Which which uh, one? Just all have that kid. Vision. <laughs> wow. Vision. Yeah. The, the uh, most ridiculous part about this is Agatha not that you spoken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's not the Eddie Vedder of it all. It's not the the most ridiculous part of this is that you don't tell us that you're going to do this stuff. Right. And then we have to just sit here and try to not audibly laugh. Well, you, so, you know, it, there's there's the argument that like uh, you know, I should include you in my plans as we're launching into a podcast. Hi everybody, it's the WandaVision podcast by the way. Uh that and then like, you know, that way you're braced for it. And then there's the argument which I tend to lean towards is I should just surprise you as I surprise everybody else. Uh, yeah. just like we find out how everyone's going to react. And sometimes it pays off well, and sometimes it pays off kind of poorly. I wonder uh, if this is like a metaphor for something we're going to be talking about today in any oh, way, shape, or form. No. Yeah, Kevin coming in a little spicy. I know yeah. that this was not Kevin's favorite this thing. Latanya, I think fave. you enjoyed this quite a bit. First of all, Latanya, oh my goodness. So Welcome good to have back. you back. Oh, gee. Hi. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, gosh. Oh, jeez. Oh, gosh. I'm so happy Latanya <laughs> is here. Uh, we just spent uh, the first, uh, like, 20 or so minutes of us being on here talking about our cats, which was lovely. <laughs> Not me. I don't uh, have a cat, but <laughs> no, but Kevin knows my old cats. Yes. And so we're talking about the, the late, great Leopardo DiCaprio. Uh, mm-hmm. That we'll leave it there. Yeah. Uh, Latanya, welcome back. You've missed a couple of WandaVision episodes. I have. Cool. The quick I've li- takes. I've listened to them though, uh, yeah. to, to your episodes. I'm not Kevin. <laughs> I'm so- you had it. <laughs> actually listen. You had a great response where I think it was for this last one. You're like, Latanya leaves and it just becomes like theory shit posting. Yeah, for an it hour just becomes Big Bird's theory time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Who's Big I, Bird and Miss Snuffleupagus, by the way? I'm definitely well, Snuffleupagus. Come on. Yeah, tracks. Like Josh <laughs> yeah. is going to call it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I. I thoroughly enjoyed the podcast. I think that you all are so funny when you're together because you just have this shorthand of being friends for a million years, um, which is really, I don't know. It just like cracks me up. Yeah. Um, I love the wild theorizing, um, partially because it's a lot of fun, but also because I love that the way that we're rewarded for theorizing is just by like the most parsimonious answer you can think of, right? Like yeah. who is the missing person, the mi- man, like the missing person is vision. 
right? Right. That's the, that's parsimony, which was a scientific term that I still remember and understand. Um, so I think that that's what we're getting the, in this for, episode. For anyone who, who maybe doesn't have such a vocabulary, I, I'm just, you know, potentially speaking for members of the audience and definitely not for me. Uh, what, what is that? It's just that the simplest answer tends to be the more yeah. correct one. It's, it's Occam's it's, razor. And uh, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Cool. But I, I just like in case someone didn't know. More yeah, than just in case razor. someone else didn't know. Yeah. I like just razors. Just another so, person. Yeah. So I yeah. lean towards Occam's razors. <laughs> I yeah I mean this is this is sort of I mean oh boy uh this is sort of headlines like, let's go headlines first headlines really quickly I, Agatha Harkness yes Agatha Harkness big headline okay. is the is the reveal that Agatha Hark it was, it was Agatha all along is it was the, is Agatha the big all reveal. along and I was right. And headline. It should have been an egg bet. That's that my head headline. All right, we owe Latanya a retroactive egg <laughs> headline. Uh, we've got another superhero in the mix. Yes, we've got we've yeah. got some some powers on the board, Latanya. Yes, happy Black History Month, everyone. Yes, because Tiana Paris as Monica Rambo is here. To superpower everything that needs to be superpowered and to have superhero landings, and I love it. Headline. Don't know what the name is yet, though, but she has a multitude to choose from. So headline. Many names. Headline. It was not Reed Richards all along. <laughs> this is, it was not Hank McCoy. This is, this is the thing. And this is, this is, I think, part of the discussion That's what I want to have. cue you up for, Kevin. Yes. Yeah, of it's part of the discussion I want to have on it, right? Like, cause like, I, I've been sitting. Well, not sitting, but I've, I've been thinking and doing other things. I've been just sitting on the couch, staring off just into sitting. nothing. Wow, um, that's definitely uh, uh, a different experience than what I've been going through. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? Yeah. But First of all. <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been thinking, how do I feel about this episode, right? And I, I had to, like, do my usual split brainness for a lot of it to, like, how do I feel as just a person watching a show? And then how do I feel, like, from a storytelling perspective? And I think those are two very probably different experiences. And I think like just from watching the show, there's a lot I loved about this episode. I, I loved everything. Even just watching it. I loved everything except like the two, two things, right? Like I, the, 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 the friend thing and then the reveal thing. Um, and even the reveal thing, I, I think I, I like, but that's where I bump against my, my other half, the, the, the storytelling part. But like in terms of the fan part that loves it, like dude, the, the modern family, Stuff the office theme basically the office, coming yeah. in. Uh, that was really that was really all cute. of that. The yeah, monsters like that. at at the end too uh, with the Agatha song. Yes, with the um, the, the monster style theme. <laughs> yeah, the dun 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 Yeah, um, I I liked all of that stuff. It's so weird too because like that era of, of sitcom is so specific to something not too long ago. Um, my, my fiance and I were talking about this and she was like pointing out like there's something about it where you watch it. And even though it wasn't that long ago and it's so hard to pull off something so, so prevalent in our minds to be like, yeah, that was a very specific time period. And it's not that anymore now because it's changed. Like our, our, like these type of sitcoms have shifted in tone, but it really hit it. It really nailed it. And, and even the commercial of like, you know, the, the old like, Humeri medication stuff, like which we watch now, we still feel like that's retro, but it's only retro to like, eight years ago, like maybe a decade. So 
all that was like really well done. Vision was A plus. Darcy was A plus. There's so much I really loved about all of the stuff that they pulled off. The things that they've been doing, the sitcom stuff, right, has never, I think, faltered. And never. all of that excelled. Uh, the Monica stuff I really loved. I loved that the, that the machine, like, you know, there's a part in the episode where the whole thing was leading up to like her friend developed a, a something to help them break through into the barrier. And then they showed up and it's just like, here's this truck. And they don't explain it at all. They're just like, why would this work? I don't know. Science, which is why I'm glad it didn't work. Like, I love that they're just like, they were so confident to be like, yes, we could do this. And the truck well, started to go. It was their toughest space rover. So you can yeah. imagine that it's been literally in space. Correct. But it cannot penetrate whatever hex. Possibly Nexus-style multiversal space. Um, mm. So I, I like that it didn't work, but I, I love the moment where you get Monica coming into her own and 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 her powers activating, which the from from a number of glowing eyes makes me also think about Infinity Stones. But um, all that stuff I really liked. And then there's the other half. Okay, <laughs> so what, well, yeah, let's, so let's, let's talk about yeah. yeah, yeah. So the the other half, there's two things, and I think I'll do the easy one first. Um, if not Reed Richards, if anything, that's a lot on us, right? That's, that's, that's on us for what we've been doing. I will say it's slightly on the show and it's really hard to like parse out these type of things because this comes to the storytelling part. When you withhold information from the audience, you are instilling an idea into the audience's mind that that information can come later as something important. Because when people talk, while they don't always say their friend's name, when you're telling someone who doesn't know them, you would introduce them or say something. So when Monica says early on, I have a friend that's an astrophysicist, or we can go meet my friend. Yes, that's somewhat conversational towards normalcy, but you would say that person's name. You would have revealed it unless it was purposefully withheld. So that felt like such a like moment that could, that walks a line between them wanting us to theorize and then revealing nothing. Um, but it's also on us for over theorizing, which is really, yo, go ahead, Josh. <laughs> well, no, I, I had a thought about that because I, I hear that, but I, I was also, I was also trying to think about like, what could the potential utility of this actually be? Could it be to disarm us because there is something like so major still to come that like we're spending so much time thinking like, who's the astrophysicist? And then we get to this moment and it's just, it's just her friend. That, like, we're not going to see some shoe falling out of the sky when, like, I don't know, like, Hugh Jackman shows up or whatever, you know? I mean, maybe, right? And, like, that would be really cool. But this is also, like, for me, where I... So, little known thing about me. You, you, you Well, one thing you do know about me. I don't watch a lot of trailers. I try to avoid spoilers because, like, experiencing the show as, as they come. One thing that I have stopped doing for a very, very long time until extremely recently, one might say from seven weeks ago is that I don't like theorizing <laughs> about shows anymore. And this, this came from, from a very bizarre place. Rick You're and, on the wrong podcast. I know, right? this, this came from Rick and Morty. <laughs> hilariously. Um, I used to theorize all the time about stuff like from lost and all that stuff. And heroes, like I, I was really into that. And like, what does this mean? And theorizing, I mean, house of M when I was reading it, I was rampantly theorizing who's behind this. And I was like, it could only be one specific person. And the reveal was that it was, and I was very happy. Um, because it's something that made sense. Um, 
And then Rick and Morty, I remember between seasons two and three, season two ended in such a way that everyone, all the fans were just like, what does it mean? Is there, is there a different Morty from a different universe? Oh, maybe this is the evil one. And maybe Rick is causing this. And there's a time. We did all this stuff, all this theorizing. And then season three started and season three basically threw all of it out the window in a very almost purposeful way. And it was like weird and crazy and wacky. And there was this whole thing with the Szechuan sauce in the episode. I'm not even talking about real life because that part is, I hate people sometimes, but. The, um, the whole point as I sat there, I remember something happening in my head and as I watched it, I didn't get mad, but I almost laughed and I was just like, oh, yeah, that's not what this show is. This show isn't about that. What are we doing? And like, it was just such a weird experience. So I stopped theorizing and of course I come onto a weekly podcast and what else are we going to be doing? But like coming up with theories, right? I mean, I think, I, I don't know. Latanya, I would love, I would love your take on, on like the question of like, is there, is there, like what's the what's the balance on like danger in theorizing on a weekly show versus like joy in theorizing on a weekly show and like where where do you get that like I don't know is there is there like a middle ground to strike and I don't know just any any, any of your thoughts on on this particular conversation because I do think it's like a big water cooler discussion that's happening across the board as it pertains to WandaVision. Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't think that you can have any Marvel property at all without and and be doing a podcast about it without doing some theorizing. I think that's the point of these types of genre shows or the movies themselves. Like it lends to theorizing from the very beginning, from when the trailers come out, you're theorizing about who's going to be who and like how characters got to where they are and et cetera, et cetera. So I think that I like Honestly, if with the way that it was presented with saying, I've got a guy, you know, and we don't know who this person is. And we are fairly, I mean, this like Monica is a fairly new character to us, at least grown up Monica is. So we don't know who Monica knows. So, of course, theorizing about who it could be and, you know, then thus being disappointed when it's just, you know, a person that. Monica knows from sword um, who has like some cool tech that all makes sense. I think there's some room for theorizing, but I think that you can go overboard a little bit with it. Like, you know, you can, you can lose the thread of the story and what's going on and kind of the emotional beats of the actual thing in front of you. When the only thing that you're kind of like myopically focused on is who is coming, who's next, what's next. And so I've kind of missed Like, you know, just really stopping down and focusing on the characters themselves that we're seeing every week and what's driving them and how they're reacting to all of these ridiculous circumstances that are occurring all the time. So I think there's definitely a place for theorizing. I think, you know, they invite theorizing in this show in particular and have done so over the past weeks. Um, for several things. Like I, I mentioned the missing person. We theorized about who that could be for a while at the beginning. Um, and now we're theorizing about, is there going to be another big reveal later? Maybe this is kind of like the mini, mini reveal that we get that's super cool. And then later on, we get a much bigger reveal. But I think if we just kind of like go all the way down the rabbit hole and we're doing nothing but theorizing and we're not talking about really what, like what's on the table and what's been presented to us. And what's the show about? What is the show about? Then we're missing out on something. I completely agree. And I think that we've been doing that. Like, I think like this is a show that's very clearly about grief. And right now I'm what, what excites me, the why I think I'm more excited 
than frustrated. And I'm not frustrated with the Agatha Harkness thing. It makes sense. It totally does. We thought that, you know, and I, and I said this, uh, to, to, I believe it was, uh, the great, uh, Posha recaps patron Riley, um, that like the reason why I think, uh, I think that this moment at the end of the episode specifically that it was Agatha all along, it's a big plot reveal that Agnes is an antagonist, uh, whether we want to say a villain, we don't know the full picture quite yet. Um, but the reason why it's, it's played the way that it is sort of like, you know, more for laughs and more for a moment and more as like, kind of like a show stopping Catherine Hahn musical number where, and I killed the dog too, you know, like the whole reveal at the end, um, that it's played that way as a TV moment and less as like an enormous twist with huge emotional ramifications. Because I think it was like, it was always going to, it was never something that they felt like they could hide. Like that wasn't something that was really, really deeply hidden. Like her name is Agnes. It's Agatha Harkness. Like it's the combination of the two. It was always, it was always going to be that way. But and hidden the reason for whom, why I'm, Josh, that's the question, right? For sure. us who knows, who knows that name. Sure. But if you're like a person who doesn't know the comic stuff, that, of course that's hidden. Sure, of course. But I, but I think that like the reasons why it can be played the way that it's played there are, are twofold. One, I suspect this is not the full story and that there's definitely something darker and deeper that's going on. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess like that's the big reason why I think it can be played this way. And then the second thing I was going to say is like the reason I'm excited about it is because I think that it, uh, this has a great, um, opportunity to, um, explore something very thematically rich in an already thematically rich show about how to process grief and loss. Uh, and in this case, potentially what it is with, with Agatha, with it being Agatha all along and like, what's the scope of that? Is this all just Agatha Harkness? I definitely don't think so. I think the way that I'm reading it, and I'd love to get your takes on this, is uh, that this is like taking advantage of somebody, like taking advantage of somebody when they're at their lowest, like taking advantage of somebody's grief and wielding that towards uh, some darker agenda. Like, I think that there is a lot of big, emotional, rich territory to mine there as far as um, that stuff that's already been happening on the show. Kind of. And this is so, you know, to Latanya's point, right? Like my first thing about Reed Richards, yeah, that's about theorizing. We theorize a lot. So we want to talk about characters, motivations and all that stuff. Then very much so, I am not disappointed, but like as a storyteller, I think the way that this was doled out and done was not good um, because for, for a few reasons. One, I think just looking at the reveal happening, right? There's, this was done in such a, I don't want to say JJ Abrams-esque way, but like, it's one of those things of putting forward these, these things that, 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 like, you're supposed to lay the breadcrumbs properly, right? Like, that's the whole thing. And when the reveal happens, you're like, oh. And instead, the reveal becomes like, wait, but we saw this moment, and it's just like, right, but the camera wasn't on her. And there's a famous video game that's really critically acclaimed, and I love the video game still, that like a reveal happens and you're there and I don't want to spoil it. So like, but you're there and you're just like the reveal and you're just like, oh, it was this person. And you're just like, how is that possible? I literally saw these scenes happen. And to do that, I think is, is, is it, it's like, it's purposely trying to like fool your audience without telling the story in a proper way. The idea, because Agatha also has been our entry point into the suffering being experienced. We had one small moment with Norm. We had one small moment with Herb, but so many of them were all Agatha that it was now becoming, or it's just like, haha, well, we fooled you because she has just been acting the whole time. Whereas if we had less of that, 
if the other people were the entry point into the suffering and she had maybe one or two and then we got more with Norm, we got more with Herb, we got more with the other people to see that they are also suffering versus every single time we saw Agatha, it was like, ha wink, wink, nudge, nudge. If you turn the camera, she was doing stuff. I think that's, I think that's not pro- like effective storytelling. I also think the reveal coming this, this late in the game is another way because of doing that rug pull so late without, I think properly do like laying the breadcrumbs, quote unquote, it becomes tricky and it becomes like a, a payoff that feels like, I mean, I guess, but like just from uh, like when you're looking at how to tell the story and that sort of thing, it, it is faulty. Um, and there's a lot of people who were like, well, the crumbs were there, but the crumbs weren't there because we were all theorizing like with the dog, it became like, well, what if she killed him? And it's like, well, we're thinking that because we suspect her. But the only reason we suspect her is because we knew the name Agatha Harkness and we think that she's that character. If you were just well, reading it, none of the none of the stuff they presented would have effectively laid the groundwork for that to happen. And that's just on the reveal. That's not even that. on the ramifications of it. But I'll let you guys talk about that part <laughs> before I go into the last so a couple things about the reveal. Um, I do think that this show is trying to attract fans like us who have seen like every movie in the MCU multiple times. And like, you know, you all who have read a bunch of the comics. I'm not one of the people who's read a bunch of the comics. That's like a blind spot for me that I would like to correct. Um, and also lots of people who have never you know, have only had maybe a passing interest, seen some of the movies, don't really know a lot about the characters but have gotten like sucked into this show because the cast is so great and the conceit of it is really cool. So if that, if you're looking at it from like that standpoint in terms of how you're marketing and like making a show uh, and you're trying to bring in as many people to your audience as you can. And a lot of those people are newer people then having that Agnes reveal at the end of the, the episode seven is really huge. And the reason I think that is because of what a lot of casual fans on Twitter have been saying about how excited they were for that reveal. Um, It might not be something that's super appealing to us. And we might think that it's like a little bit cheesy, maybe, especially because the song itself was so spot on. You're right. She's like in the background doing magic spells and things like that. But for people who are just entering this universe through this show, I'm sure that that was really cool. And also, for Catherine Hahn fans, I've been a Catherine Hahn fan for a very long time, like before Step Brothers even. Um, you know, that having her be the big bad of the show is really cool. And that reveal like really lands for them. In terms of um, what you were saying about kind of how like the the impact of it lands um, or whether or not there were breadcrumbs along the way. I think that there were, and that maybe we were just over theorizing over the breadcrumbs. She all the time was wearing this like brooch of the three sisters. And if you go back into like actual Wiccan, like witch lore, um, and you think that it's possible that Agnes might have been one of the original three witches, then that brooch that was always there is something that could tie her to being a witch. Um, if you think about the fact that she herself, was always there to just show up to solve problems for Wanda, um, then that's another kind of like breadcrumb that leads you to believe like, why is this one person consistently always there with exactly what Wanda needs in this situation? How would she even know that? So there are some things that I think are seeded that we maybe just haven't paid as 
close of, of attention to, maybe because we've been theorizing about who's coming next. And I don't, I'm not saying that there's a problem with that. I'm not saying that that's good or bad. I'm just saying that it's out there. I'm going to somewhat strong disagree on the sense of like the theorizing and who's next is what lost it. Because I mean, this Agatha thing has been a part of it. And we've been talking about the stuff she's been doing and how she's been showing up and all that stuff. I'm not even talking about the disappointment of a fan. I'm talking straight up just how you tell stories and the effectiveness of that. And I think, again, a witch brooch, again, if you're just like, oh, well, she's wearing the witch brooch, therefore she must be a witch is like, okay, that's something. But the reveal of the fact that like, oh, she's the one behind everything. The idea is like she's showing up constantly all the time whenever the time comes. A lot of people kept popping up here and there within the, within the world of the show, like Dottie for, for many times. There's other characters that, that we're not do out of the woods in. on Dottie though. Yeah. You know, we're not out we're, of the woods not, on some not. of these people. But like, that's my point is that like the breadcrumbs, I think, because again, it's really hard to say because like we're here, you know, we are also somewhat familiar with certain things. We're looking for certain things and the casual fan probably, yeah, it's, it's, it's a reveal. And I'm not talking about like the goofiness of it. I'm just talking about the, just the literal idea that like even from that, without the goofy presentation, that everything you saw is not what you quite saw just because we manipulated camera work isn't exactly like, uh, 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 in my opinion, uh, a great storytelling device. I think it's 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 purposefully tricky just to be tricky as opposed to... I don't to- know. Does it not interact with like television structure and television history, which is the thing the show is doing? But that's but see, that's the thing. I, I feel like it's not about like the, the even the like the camera wasn't there because it's just like that stuff that isn't even laid in into the sitcom camera work that they have been formatting and done, right? Like even if you look at like the office stuff, well, the, what they cut to is like B footage and the B footage was just literally when you saw her in the car with vision, there was a different camera, I guess, that like had a different angle that saw her do that. And then she turned back to him. There's like those little things, which is very fun and very cool. And I'm not even saying like, it's not fun. The payoff uh, wasn't like necessarily worth it. I'm just saying the structure and how they delivered it to me in terms of like the experience of watching it is, is a fun moment. But then in retrospect, I have to, I look at these things and I'm just like, okay, well that, that really just affects the, what we've seen so far. The same way that I really love that video game, but I'm just like, but now that video game to me is just like, none of it makes sense if you ever look at it again. Is it um, the game that you made me play? Oh, you did? No, 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 not that one, not that one. That one, I think, worked. The clues were there for that one. That one had the clues right, laid out. Now we're getting really niche because yeah. no one's going to know what we're no talking about. Right. You're talking <laughs> anyway, about I'm a game gonna, that no one that. is... That you're not uh, telling any of us about. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, so those, those are the things that I'm just sticking on a little bit. And I think again, the payoff can be fun and the payoff can be worth it. But like, and again, the, the big reveal of like, this is the quote unquote big bad. And yes, there's more that'll be coming, um, in the coming weeks in the two, in the two episodes we have left, it'll explain. But then that also leads me into a, the last point I have about this reveal and like what we were saying about the idea of grief and everything. And I, there's still potential to like, show how this works but the idea that it was agatha all along i sort of really don't like in the sense of like even manipulating someone that idea taking away the idea of like what grief can do to a person in terms of what how monica deals with it versus how uh wanda's dealing with it i mean it's what we were talking about all of a sudden it could very well get this easy write-off to be like well because she's a hero uh, we're going to make it that she isn't fully right. responsible sure. for this. And it's just like, mm-hmm. white women get away with everything. Um, and like, <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of at the end of the day is that that's the route we're heading towards here. And I really feel like ripping away that, that, that type of discussion to have it be someone else was here doing stuff, I think is a little cheap. 
and and plays it a little safe onto what could be a powerful discussion about the ways in which grief can be dangerous and how that affects people. Yeah. If Wanda is now going to be like, well, Agatha was doing a lot of stuff to make her more crazy. And that like, and, and again, they'll find the line. I'm sure maybe they will, but like, it just feels like it ripped away something that could have been a really true discussion about like someone with this power, not knowing, you know, how to properly cope and using it to disadvantage. It's sort of what I was well, saying before, the I, dangers of a power like this. And the idea is just like, well, she, there was someone else manipulating her to push her that way. It's just like, okay, I guess. You it know. could still be a very powerful uh, recitation on grief and yeah. what that does to you. Because when you are hurting and you're in pain, you kind of reach for the closest thing to you. And yes. that thing is not always good. That person may not always be good for you, but they're there and then they turn out to be using you for whatever it is that their their cause is. I do think that a lot of this is Wanda and Wanda's powers because I really don't know how you accomplish any of the things that she's able to accomplish, especially like expanding the perimeter. Like that's all her. I I do think that maybe she was, you know, there's a, like a grimoire there that we see once Wanda goes down into the basement and, and uh, there's doom. a thought that it's the dark hold, which is uh, mm. something that Kevin, I'm sure you could guide us through, but apparently has been featured on Marvel's Agents of Shield previously. Well, and it looked I very different. No, but it looked very different that. apparently. <laughs> and so, like, if this is the Darkhold, then this is like massive Agents of Shield erasure. So there mm-hmm. are people who are huge Agents of Shield fans who are like a little flipped out right now. I'm actually just not to, familiar just, with the Darkhold. Just to give them some voice. <laughs> I can talk about the Nexus of Realities, which is another theory about what that place is, but I didn't know the Darkhold stuff. So unfortunately, that's a that's a little bit of a blank spot for me. Um yeah, but, the dark but hold I, sounds pretty cool, though. I get yeah, what you're saying. Let's go, to the dark, let's go to the dark hold. Are we talking yeah. about our uh, good friend uh, Sean, who is part of the Discord and has a character named Darkhold in the D and D podcast? Anyway? Oh yeah, sign up <laughs> patreoncom slash recaps to, do it. to meet Sean as Darkhold <laughs> in the Dungeons and Dragons game we're all that playing. That is together. the other thing I noticed while I was gone is that this entire podcast is really just a commercial for Dungeons and Dragons games on the Discord, which you can find where, Josh? Where can you hey. find them? Patreon.com slash post show recaps. That's patreon.com slash post show recaps. Great. Uh-huh. Um, but like, and I get what well, you're Tanya, saying. I do just quickly want to say like everything that you were, you just said, like check mark, check mark, check mark, check mark. I feel, uh, a hundred percent the way that you do. And I would too, if that's again what they were doing because Wanda had no idea that this person was someone they're interacting with outside the bubble. So like the idea of turning to people that are bad for you can be great if that was what was essentially happening. But it's this person inserting themselves into Wanda and like leading her down a path while Wanda's unaware of who this person is and what's happening. It, like I get what you're saying. That absolutely happens. I've been in enough situations where this doesn't negate the possibility you. that she walked into this like, you know, quote unquote willingly, like yeah. or like, you know, walked into this and like had interactions with with Agnes and like uh, or Agatha, it's going to take a minute. Um, and like part of whatever deal, you know, she starts to lose pieces, like Westview becomes her only reality or whatever. Like, you know, like I, I think because Latina, one of the things that I was, I wasn't even thinking about it in the terms of like people can be bad for you. And that's like the very like clear one because this is a person we're talking about a character. You know, I guess like I frame it through my stuff. It's like, you know, the drink can be bad, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and like, um, there's like the idea of like, 
you get so deep into the like the throes of of being drunk or being high or whatever it is, the further and further you spiral into your addiction, that the more um, unreal everything feels like the unreality becomes your reality. Uh, I speak this from lived experience. And so I, I, uh, I feel like the fact that like Wanda goes into the basement and sees Agatha and Agatha has to have like this sort of like big mustache twirly TV reveal, which is very cute within the TV framework, I think. Um, and Wanda does not seem to understand that this is a piece of it does not negate the possibility that this was a hand in hand walk into Westview that is now just like slowly, uh, there's like a, a slow attrition, uh, that is, that is occurring. Like, I think that that is, uh, very realistic within certain ways of coping with grief that you like, you forget what brought you there. Uh, you forget like how you got so low. Yeah. And that can, like I said, it, it doesn't negate anything, but then like, what are we doing here? If not talking about and, and talking about like what could happen or what couldn't happen and, you know, like not theorizing necessarily, but looking at how this can play out. And I think all of these are valuable options and all these like Josh, that, that, you know, that, that direction I think is brilliant and smart and, 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 and very, you know, um, introspective. And the same thing with you, Latan, where you're t- what you just said, everything about like turning to certain people and how that people can manipulate without knowing all excellent. If they do that, I'm just saying there's also the possibility they don't. And this is a way yeah, it can happen. Yeah, and I yeah, think that's yeah, what yeah. we're doing here, right? We're just discussing yeah, how sure. this ramifications go, can go in various ways. Well, Tony and I were talking about just kicking you off the podcast outright. But like now that you said that piece, we'll, we'll just stick around. I'm so. going to fly over there <laughs> <laughs> to bring it back around. Yes. Fight, fight, fight. That all said, all of, all of that out there, you know, how I feel about it. And we'll see how it plays out. And I don't like it for those particular reasons and my concerns Catherine Hahn she's so she good. was in her element Catherine even before Han. she's so even good. before the reveal just that cut to of just yeah. actually did bite a kid once I actually did bite a kid once just yeah. so quintessentially her and I just loved it I was so excited to like have that like the have Catherine Hahn be Catherine Hahn and the same thing when the reveal happened Twitter mm. Twitter trending topic uh, Twitter trending hashtag hashtag Catherine Hahn. I she love it so, so much for her because she's such a journey woman of an actress. Yeah, you know, Mrs. Like, Fletcher. You know, she's just incredible. Mrs. Fletcher. I love Dick, which is an actual show and not just something <laughs> I'm proclaiming. Um, <laughs> she's so good. She's so good. All those commercials um, for like the what, what was it the, the SUV that she was doing yes. at one point. She was great just in all like of those. Getting that money, that's yeah. fine. Get your bag, whatever it is that you need to do, Catherine Hahn. I support you. Like. I, and also, I, I believe a fellow Chicagoan, like originally. Um, so yeah. excited for, you know, like this is Hollywood where Catherine Hahn is not very old. I believe she's in her forties, but this is the type of place where you can like become irrelevant if, you know, at starting at that age and then only start playing grandmothers or something like that. And Catherine Hahn has just consistently been working her butt off doing role after role where she's killed it and been the standout. And now she gets to have trend on Twitter, yeah. which must be f- as fantastic as it was for her to have that conversation with Rachel Vice. I don't know if anyone has seen like <laughs> the, the round table discussion um, memes that have been going around. Uh, Catherine Hahn is like just with a bunch of other actresses talking about being good actresses. And she's seated next to Rachel Vice, and her face is just like, I'm falling in love the whole time <laughs> Rachel Vice is talking. It just made me happy. 
just That's it great. just makes me happy for them. Yeah, she's so good. Um, I, I we we could talk about it all all day long. There's just so much other material in this episode to cover that I think we really got to get get into. Not the least of which, of course, is Monica Rambeau uh, and the fact that she's getting all powered up. And uh, I don't know all of the different aliases like Spectrum. I know. I yeah, think Spectrum, Marvel, Photon, Captain Photon, Marvel, Spectrum, Pulsar. I think yeah. those are the main four. Yeah, well, whatever. Monica Rambo. I, I think she should have all the names, like yeah. Lucy. <laughs> yes, I think that's a great. I think that's a great call. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. She's super cool. She's got her power set now, which is what energy like, manipulation. Basically, yeah. she's able to um, manipulate absorbency. Um, I think across the electromagnetic spectrum, uh, and also I think mm. can convert herself into energy at, at a certain point. Um, so it, it is very cool to see her have her powers. It was cool to see her eyes light up and uh, yeah. her coming into like the time of that superhero pose, right? We all want to be able to do that. We all want to <laughs> be able to do it. <laughs> like it's, it was awesome seeing that happen and her breaking free. Um, and this is what's interesting too, right? Her breaking free of Wanda and the blue glow of those eyes is very yeah. much this looks like the space stone, right? Like the, one of the uh, Infinity Stones used by Thanos in which he gathered together in order to snap his fingers and manipulate all of reality to and erase half of the population of the universe. Um, each was one that of these the stones, one in the Tesseract or was that the Mind Stone? That's the one in the Tesseract. Okay. Um, so that's really interesting, right? Like that to have that, that glow of her eyes match one of the Infinity Stones, which is one explaining how she's probably able to break free of um of Wanda because we've seen these infinity stones are able to affect each other essentially. Um so that's really cool and it also, you know, the color of that reminded me very much of the purple we saw for Agnes and Underground which is the same color mm. as the Power Stone. So this is really interesting. We're kind of seeing possibly seeing some of the effects of the infinity stones after they were destroyed, maybe they just dis- dis- you know disseminated across the world, who knows what happened, but I like the idea of the, the Infinity Stones are gone, but they could still be affecting stuff on a massive scale across the universe. Um, They're gone in that timeline anyway. Yeah, like, that's true. You know? It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, what I also think is really cool, I love when this show does horror. I just, I, I just love it so much. It makes me so happy. I don't think go I'm into just, the basement, Wanda. I know. The don't go into the basement, Wanda, was definitely a thing I yelled. Um, because you have to. It's like part of the social contract of horror. Yeah. And um, 
And then going down there, like, you know that this is probably going to be the place where, like, flashbacks happen. It looks like she's going into the woods, not to, like, start a whole musical jaunt here. Um, but, you know, it, it's all, like, very woodsy down there. Like, we don't know where it leads. Where are the twins? Well, they're currently, I believe, a beetle and a gerbil. Correct. A rabbit. A rabbit. A rabbit. Sorry. I think it's a flying insect, not a beetle. So, like, some sort of, like... Yeah, they're currently some sort of flying insect and a rabbit, Mm -hmm. Tanya, would be my thinking. No! (laughs) When she she came down and she's petting the rabbit, that's that's one of the kids. Kind of feels like she's... existed before, unless she put him in the rabbit, because... Because Wiccan was definitely playing with the rabbit and feeding the rabbit. I, yeah, I rewound it because the rabbit was cute. was was Tommy there. Tommy was there. They were having okay. the conversation right. where um, Billy is Wiccan, right? Billy is Wiccan. Yes. Okay, um, that's the one I like the most. Uh, yeah. They were having the conversation where uh, Billy said, "I like it here because it's quiet. You're quiet, Agnes, on the inside." So they were Empty. both there. Uh, Senor Scratchy, the bunny, was also there. So, did she put that poor child into that bunny? Good uh, lord. Or it could be like the comics and they don't exist. And whenever Agnes yeah. doesn't want them around, she just, you know. I yeah. guess in the comics, it was whenever Wanda wasn't looking at them. Um, I'm to, <laughs> I'm under- I'm to understand. Tommy, but more yeah. about Billy. I'm to Billy. understand that Senior Scratchy is sus. Uh, that there are uh, <laughs> it's an imposter are, in there. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I'm not really kidding. Uh, I no, am to understand right. that there is there are some people who are deeply sus of Senior Scratchy, which would be awesome. Well, I wonder if this um, implies hilarious. that uh, you know there was a post credits right, and like we've never seen. I don't think we've seen Ralph. I mean, I think no. yeah, we haven't seen Ralph. So like Pietro, I think that was thrown out as a possible idea that Pietro is Ralph, and that's sort of what what happened right. here. Is that um, Mephisto? Right. Are we still on this? I think that they're like the popular theories are Mephisto, who is literally, literally the devil. The devil. He's the devil. He's Satan. Um, it's a battle of good and evil. There's also uh, Nightmare is a thought. I don't really know oh, who Nightmare yeah. is, but I keep seeing people talking about Nightmare. I heard the great Joanna Robinson talk about Nightmare mm-hmm. on that yes. podcast. The yes. one that I avoid before recording this one because I don't want anything to seep in. You don't want that theory infiltration. I, I totally don't want get it. it. I get it. Listen after. <laughs> uh, I totally yeah, get that. I, I, Kevin will let you speak more to this, but Nightmare sounds like a really cool possibility. From so, the comics. Yeah, I'm trying to run through and if I'm not if I'm Nightmare's the one who's like literally just like a black shadow like creature that's demonic, right? If mm-hmm. that's what uh, I'm thinking looks of. It. Yeah, yeah, could yeah, be. Yeah, and then like uh, you know, makes your worst dreams yeah. like, come true. Yeah. It's like Freddy Krueger, which <laughs> love it. Let's yeah. do it. Well, then let's make sure that uh, we get a welcome to primetime witch uh, <laughs> at some point on oh, WandaVision. I'm trying to remember, too, if, like, because Nightmare was a main villain of someone. I feel like in my head, I'm like, is it Luke Cage? But I don't think that's correct. But um, yeah, it'd be really interesting, again, to, to see which way they go with this, right? Like, is, is, do we need the next step? And maybe, maybe they will. Maybe we will have that uh, as well. What's interesting, too, though, Latanya, about the, you're saying, like, the into the woods, right? Um, so this, uh, I'll try to explain this the best I can here. Um, so the commercial, the commercial was about this thing called Nexus. It was a drug that allows you to make your own reality or find the reality that's right for you. So in the comics, the Nexus of realities is a thing. The Nexus of realities is one, like can be a, pl- a place, but it's the convergence of essentially a point per world 
where it touches all the other realities. So it is the nexus point where all the other realities can stem from. So if you are on a specific Earth and you're at that point, you can essentially access the other worlds. Um, so that's what nexus of all realities is. And in our world, if I'm not mistaken, this is connected to something called man thing, which is just basically swamp thing, who is this like woodsy swampy creature. So I think that effect of the woods and the vines is also, I think a subtle possibly, you know, reference to that. Um, wow. The we're idea- going man thing, huh? Yeah. yeah. What a name. Um, yeah. uh, like, so when she goes down there, there could be the implication that this is like the nexus of reality point and why things are like flipping so much could be that right. Um, it's in Jersey. It's in New Jersey. <laughs> uh, the nexus of all reality. Yeah. So it's New Jersey, the garden state. There's no yeah. way. That well, the, the Garden is State the actually now we're pulling, we're pulling in Man Thing, <laughs> like yeah, that's true. creature. It's true. Um, uh, then I hope that Bruce Springsteen is Nightmare. <laughs> May he be the boss. May he be the boss in this, this world. This is really just how we get to the Sopranos movie, and like yes. no one ever told us about it. Yes, so. I think that's right. I think that's right. So uh, you know, not to get too lost for, for non-comic book people, but essentially what this can imply in, in a sense of the show, right? Like if this is a nexus point in which all realities intersect Wanda being there and the whatever's happening with her and Agatha and the changing worlds could essentially affect our reality on a broader scale. That could be the lead into the multiverse that we see in the what if uh, animated series that's supposed to be coming out and also leading into Wanda and, the, you know, a doctor change in the multiverse of madness. If something happens in this moment, if you're, this is the nexus point of all of the realities and something breaks fractures or shatters that could lead into a lot of the stuff that um, could be in, in, in Dr. Strange. So there, yeah. there's a lot of interesting stuff there. Again, a lot of theorizing, a lot of possibilities that we don't necessarily know. Um, but yeah, uh, I just wanted to also toss in that other part of all this beyond the like Mephisto beyond uh, the bad guy, Mephisto or nightmare. Or also there's a nexus point in realities. There's I something also, called a man thing. <laughs> yeah. There's a man thing. I also feel thing. like I, I have to comment on this because uh, uh, Marvel Twitter started losing their minds over the last few days over the possibility of who could, what, what actor, what major name actor could find their way into WandaVision based on like a Paul Bettany interview saying like uh, someone yeah. who I'm really excited about. No one's even there. And so like everyone's like, so who's Paul Bettany's like lifetime favorite actor? Uh, because that seemed to be the implication. Was that not like Nicolas Cage? No. Was it not Deborah so, Joe Rump from uh, no, in episode two? No, you're both wrong. You're both the opposite of yeah. Uh, that there is some theorizing of Al Pacino showing up in <laughs> WandaVision. And just playing the devil which, again? Which, did, which, did, which, he, to, did which he pull to, her from the reality which, of yes, devil's Yes, exactly. <laughs> which, to, which to me is both A, hysterical, B, I'd be here for it, and C, no way. Like, we're yeah. all losing... This is like... But but this is what I wanted to talk about before, is like the... like. The balance between the danger of like losing your shit on a week to week show like this <laughs> versus the joy of it. Because to have even like a five minute period where you're like Al Pacino on one, like that's very fun to me. Uh, if like you're, here's if you're the taking thing. the, if you're like not getting too lost in the process and like it's a, I don't know, like 
this has been, you know, th- like the weekly theorizing thing. It's been the post show recaps, bread and butter forever. Uh, so like, I'm really like locked into that place. And, uh, I, I feel like I've mostly learned my lessons from lost to appreciate the stuff that matters the most, which is like character and theme and music and set design and all that good stuff. Well, uh, but the theorizing can be fun. It can, it really can. And like the batshit stuff of like, but what if it's Al Pacino? <laughs> it's Al Pacino. <laughs> no, no hunters on yeah. Amazon Prime. So, like, who even knows? Latanya said it better, That's though. Right. I'd rather than Al Pacino, show me Nicolas Cage with a flaming know, totally. skull head coming totally out agreed. on a motorcycle, looking at Agatha, just going like, guilty. <laughs> yeah, I could, could not agree more. Have Nicolas Cage show up and drag Agatha to the <laughs> Sony reality would be hysterical. Uh, that would be really, oh my really gosh. Great. Yeah, yeah, but I can, think there's like another reveal coming. Whatever there has it is. to be another reveal coming. Of course, I, of yeah. course. Can, can we talk about um, the work that Elizabeth Olsen did in this episode? She's marvelous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she, she's just like the like the like the oh, like the fully effing over it yeah. stuff is just so good. So good. I would get up, but I I just don't want to. Yeah. Is, so how everyone feels right now in like <laughs> yeah. nearing yeah. a year of the choir. Yeah. Just like being in our homes. Well, she yeah. also, she's been doing, like, all of them have been doing such great jobs mimicking specific people almost in, yes. in these things. And she does such a great job mimicking uh, uh, Julie, Julie Bowen. Benz. Julie Bowen, thank you. Uh, Julie like, Benz is, yeah, yeah another that's Darla, right? Yeah. That's Darla from Angel. But anyway, yeah. um, does such a good job mimicking um, Julie Bowen. And I think, you know, um, uh, Vision was going very, like, kind of Ty Burrell at, at parts, which I think is A. Plus. Um, and yeah, I, I, I like everything she was doing when she was talking to the camera. I thought it, it's so good. And I, pe- people are hot and cold on, on that mockumentary style, but I personally have like loved it in, in, in yeah. as, as a modern eh, way of, of doing storytelling. I think it's really interesting. Um, the single camera style, sorry, obviously with like, not sorry, but like was famously from Arrested Development and that's evolved obviously through the office, Parks and Rec, um, to Modern Family. Uh, so that was really cool. Even the break, I love the like, the, cameraman saying something and she's like what are you doing you're not supposed to talk like that's such a fun moment because like the office did that and in, in its last season where they had someone from behind the camera show up and it was such yeah. a like oh my god moment so again the show's ability to pull these reference points from the sitcoms that they're talking about to the actors mimicking it all it she's so good and i'm pretty sure we're gonna get more elizabeth olsen because she's in a movie in the future but it does make me sad because i keep thinking like she's really great Paul Bettany's really great, but there's a high possibility we get no more Paul Bettany after this. And he yeah, was also yeah. so good in this episode. Do we, Latanya, where are you at with that? Do you think that this is a victory lap for Paul Bettany, or do you think that Vision's got life beyond this thing? I'm of two minds about it. The The reason I'm of two minds about it is because of whatever um, Hayward was doing in the little laboratory uh, that Wanda got the body from yeah shows that there has to be some type of technology that would allow a vision to be rebuilt and then repurposed so if it's possible for him to be rebuilt um and also we we never really we kind of lost the thread on what shiri was doing doing um at the end of infinity war when uh, she was trying to separate the mind stone from vision we don't know how far along she actually got in that process so there are still like minds out there that i think could possibly make vision real again like himself again a real um, one 
a real boy. Um, he's a man. Um, <laughs> a wonder man, a, some might a, say. He's an evolved wonder man. Oh, he, right. <laughs> Comics. Wait, what is, wait, what is that? So... <laughs> Oh right! In the yeah, in the <laughs> comics, this is such a uh, comic books man. Well, I know who Wonder Man is. He's like the West Coast Avenger, primarily, right? Who's like a Hollywood douche, correct? Uh, but his brainwave—he has patterns, some visionish thing. His yeah. brainwave patterns are what Vision was used to base off of. Wonder Man was dying, and they used his brainwaves to essentially bring him back to life as Vision. Unless I'm, I don't think I'm reversing that. I think that is that is what it is. No, I think. But that's then he what also it is. came back to life later. So there's Vision and Wonder Man. They're two very different people. Um, and also then uh, you know part Ultron's connected there because oh that god, yeah. Ultron. Then I really, then I really hope that one of the things that happens before Wanda Vision calls it is we see like how Wanda brought Vision back to life is by watching like her favorite actor on TV, and that's Mother Effin Wonder Man. <laughs> and so she like divined from her favorite character Wonder Man and glommed that on Division. Yeah. Give me that. I want that. That'd be I want yeah. that. I need that. So that's yeah. that's the first mind about it is that there are ways there are, there's technology ways because you know yes. he is a synthesoid. So there's it's also comics. Yeah, know. it's yeah. You know you could al- always come back to life at any time. For the sake of this story, though. I am very, very terrified that Vision <laughs> will will die at the end of all of this. Once the hex is down and all of that is over, then I think this might be like the final, final goodbye to Vision. And that's what kind of catapults Wanda into the multiverse of madness. Yeah. Well, how about this? Uh, uh, all right. Josh is going galaxy brain right now. For, uh, for no one who's brain, able to see big it. Brain. Uh, yeah, I'm literally holding my head as I'm going, <laughs> oh my god, big brain. What if what if the human form because we've never seen vision in Paul Bettany human form before now. Like he's always been visioned up. But that, what if that is accurate? But what if uh, Infinity we, War, right? At the beginning? Not with his, not, not with his head, right? No, not yeah, with his like. I is think, he? I think Hold he's on. right or no, no? No, Infinity War. You're right. At the very beginning, uh, him and Wander talking right. in the room, and All he right. has a glowing um, yeah. mind stone there. But he is Paul Bettanyed. I'm yeah. very, very much like Cher when it comes to like uh, <laughs> Polonius. Like yeah. I, I yes, know when yes, Paul yes, Bettany yes, has been present. Yes, that's so funny. Um, hold on. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling up Infinity War. He's scanning. He's scanning. He's scanning. Find the vision. Find the vision. Find Wanda. Find the vision. Where are they? They're not here yet. They're coming up. It's, I'm almost there. Oh, yeah. He, he's Paul Bettany. Oh, God. He is Paul Bettany there. Um, this doesn't, this doesn't necessarily negate what I was going to say, but what if he took that human form? Based from, on based Simon, on a guy Simon, who exists his last name in is. the MCU, who is Wonder Man, and so he like he already took that lace, and Paul Bettany gets to play Wonder Man. That would be great. It would just be the incredible, like continuing, like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants style <laughs> journey for Paul <laughs> Bettany through the MCU. He was Jarvis. He was Vision. He was Wonder Man. <laughs> Let me have this. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Make him be an actor in the MCU would be hilarious. I don't want him to ever leave. That's the thing is, I'm very, very scared that at the end of this show, he's going to leave. (laughs) And then give him a show, Latanya, where he gets to play Vision 
and Wonder Man and the return of Jarvis. Give him, <laughs> let him play three characters at Just once. Give him a one man show. I mean, look, you know? Andy, here's, here's 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 what I'm looking forward to at this point. Where you and have, that's why it's Wonder Vision because he's Wonder Man and he's gonna. You can have that, and then afterwards, he needs he needs you know if if Wand and him don't end up okay, he needs to have a a a a, a companion of his own. So he then uses. Uh, is it Friday is the character's name in uh, Spider-Man? Yeah. He uses Jennifer Connelly to yeah. build a body for his companion, who is the voice yes. of his real-life yes. wife, yes. Jennifer yes. Connelly. And all of a sudden, Vision and Jocasta... Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't you tell me. Don't you tell me that theorizing can't be fun. Don't you dare tell me that shitposting can't be a blast. We're having a great time here on the WandaVision podcast. You know what? That's the goal, though, right? I think temper expectations is the right thing. Have fun with the theorizing. But if you if if you get too far and lay the ground of, like, Oh God, oh God, this, this, this has to happen. Like, I got so excited about the idea of like mutants are coming, mutants are coming, but I have to temper my expectations. Alright, let's cool the jets, let's cool the jets, right. cool the, cool the blackbird. And we're able to like <laughs> do this ridiculous stuff here that so many people probably can't follow along on, but it's fun and, it, and it's entertaining to do that. It's just temper where it's going to be ahead. And I think that's the right way to do it. So yeah, yeah. You know what? Jennifer Connelly coming to the MCU. You heard it here yeah. in a physical Welcome. body as Jocasta to hook up with her and real life husband, Paul Bettany. Enjoy your your double job because you're busy right <laughs> yeah. now on Snowpiercer, but that's fine. You can you can make you some can, time. People get to do multiple things now. It's cool. Like you're not just like locked into one series regular gig if you she have a good contract at least. Never showed up on the set, from what I heard, because she was so busy. So What, on Spider Man? Uh no on on this show oh on Snowpiercer no no on, oh I got you okay, on WandaVision okay, okay. the gotcha, show yeah, upon yeah. which we podcast <laughs> yeah oh wait what are we talking about <laughs> um all right some some more quick hits uh we gotta talk Doctor Darcy Lewis uh, oh my god uh, because she great to get Cat Dennings in the sitcom element she was great can I help uh, you Creeper yeah creeping on Vision or Vision <laughs> creeping on Darcy rather was really funny is she Mister Miracle uh. With her escape artistry, or is she going to be? I mean, people have made the joke of Shadow Cat Dennings, um, Shadow Cat being uh, a very famous X Men character who's able to phase through and pass through things. So the idea of her passing through uh, her her escape artistry would be really funny. Uh, The Mister Miracle joke is a DC character, so that is not is not where we're heading here. But uh, yeah, she she was really great. She was great. She was great. I loved watching her smack that dude in the face. Um, and then like get away in a, in a, <laughs> a funnel cake, uh, van that was called Funnel of Love. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed all of that. Um, the whole office component there between the two of them when they were trying to like figure out what was going on, there were some gym looks to the camera and like yes, you were saying, yes, yes. uh, like, you know, channeling, uh, uh, Ty Burrell from Modern Family as well. Um, and then just eventually realizing, oh, wait, I can just get out of here and go wherever I want. When he, when he also gets about it, what am I doing? What are we, what, what is, what is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. And that's the, fun. The, the beginning of the conversation with, because I just kind of think of when I'm explaining this show to people, I'm very much like Darcy explaining what happened to Vision and Vision being like, so 
Wanda killed me. <laughs> just like, yes. You but died also, twice. You were yeah. immediately brought back to life. And then you were killed again. And she had to watch. Yeah. And so it's just like, what? Yeah. Um, I loved experiencing that through him. Was, that was, was really that great. was great. Like their yeah. their whole all their scenes together were really funny. I I'd listened to an interview with Kat Dennings, the one that I referenced before when I was saying that she really was like getting lines written for her like on the day and when she was in the Thor movies. Yeah, um, because she was added to stuff, and that's probably why she didn't click as much as as some people would like. But on here, she's just fantastic, mm-hmm. and she was talking about how fun it was. Like how Paul Bettany was her favorite person in the world. Um, so I knew that there were going to be some scenes with them together on the show. And so I'm just glad that they turned out so well. Totally agreed. Um, and then, uh, what have we not really touched on enough? Maybe Pietro and the, the post credits. Yeah. Fake component. Pietro. Uh, or possibly still real Pietro. He was dressed in tie dye, which is a very, uh, sixties element, which is when the X-Men stuff took place in which he mm. appeared. So, um, not totally, I guess, far gone there. Or was it the 60s or was it the 70s? I don't remember. Who knows the X-Men films anymore? But could be. (laughs) (laughs) It was days of future past. So, who's to say? What? 70s, 70s. I believe, is future past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Um, So, yeah. um, Snooper's gonna snoop um, is a funny line. Um, But I do completely believe that Monica can destroy him. Or totally blast agree. him or yeah. whatever. I'm excited for whatever fight is going to occur. Is it, a, is it necessarily a fight? Could it be a team up? Like if if he hmm. is genuinely Pietro and he's like concerned for his sister, like is it like hey, let's the, do something? The purple magic around him. He's yeah, being right. manipulated by Agatha. And then yeah, he, but he passed that could it to be, her. That could be shirked pretty quickly. No, I mean like that could be Vision shows up and just like taps him on the temple, or even oh, Monica right. can just like zap some shit off of him or whatever. It's really we interesting. haven't really seen Monica's powers yet in no. like that context. Yeah, yeah. And it's really interesting to see or uh, how like. The, the the Infinity Stones are such weird rock, paper, scissors moments in a way of like which stone does what to which stone. Um, because you have that moment too where, you know, uh, which I think was was really interesting. And I like that this is the desperation, right? Like Wanda almost wrecks him and he at Thanos and he has to call down the airstrike to survive. And then he tries to headbutt Captain Marvel, fails, and she's <laughs> about to take him out. And he gets so desperate, he literally rips the power stone, the purple one. Out of of the gauntlet, which, according to the 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 lore, would kill him eventually by just holding it in his hand mm. for too long and just like punches her. And punches that's the her. only way. And he slaps it back in. It's the only way he was able to take her down was by using the power stone. So I think it's interesting in this way of like rock paper scissors thing, where it's just like okay, power beats blue. Uh, you know, blue beats red, you know, like, like what the colors are going to be, which doesn't even account then for vision who has technically has one of the stones as well. So we're going to see a lot of colors coming up, I think. Uh, cool. In the final like Kevin, it. very excited for colors. Yeah. yeah maybe so that's the tie dye reference. We're going to have a lot of tie dye colors going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. I right. don't know. I think Monica's going to take him down. I'm kind of like looking it. forward to, uh, um, yeah. like a, a speedy fight. And then some energy absorption and whatever power it is well, that she has. Yeah, we've got two episodes left. I think, like, you know, what more is there to do sitcom history style? Are we just moving into, like, primetime MCU stuff with, like, the wool pulled over uh, Wanda's eyes? It's now gone. 
um is this are we basically like in full-on movie mode for the next we got a post credits like we're we're like right like we we're, got a post-credits think, yeah. scene that is a and, signature and like that, of marvel and, and that feels intentional of like signaling to us like now we're in like the marvel cinematic universe you know yeah. like that's the style we're in maybe now. we're in an episode of american horror story or something like that oh you know? man or Agents yeah. of yeah. peter's there yeah so. he's rubber man with the idea <laughs> we could Terrifying. be Agents of shield though we could be heading into that yeah. era of television don't don't no. get me started on rubber man yeah rubber man sucks anyway <laughs> <laughs> um cool i'm very excited a good spirited debate uh between friends i love this stuff this is really 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 fun so good I'm s- so happy to have the three of us on here uh we will be back next week we've got so much more we've got uh two full episodes left of this thing and who a the movie heck knows one would say yes a movie mm. length uh return for uh, for WandaVision coming next week. Quickly, before we call it here, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors for this episode of Post Show Recaps, our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it could be hard work. You know it's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Um, eventually, perhaps we shall be sponsored by Nexus in a future podcast. <laughs> For whatever reality you'd like to be in. Yeah, that could be. So many other realities. I'd like to be Just in one that any none other of this one. shit happened with Non-stop. the world right Non- now. <laughs> um, so speaking of spirited debates between the three of us, uh, there's one There's one incoming, which I'm pumped about, on Tuesday night. Uh, the game plan is 8 p.m. Eastern. The time may be a little flexible. Um, we are going to be the three of us talking about Attack of the Clones for our second and final Attack of the Clones podcast on A Long Time to Go. It'll be a signature. Uh, it'll be a hybrid, rather, of the Duel of the Fates format from uh, the last time the three of us talked Star Wars, as well as feedback. We're going to combine the two into one, uh, and that'll be that on Attack of the Clones. And I think the preview here is, Kevin, you don't like Attack of the Clones, right? I don't. Uh, it was my least favorite, I, I think, uh, from, from the, from when I saw them for a long time. This will be my first time rewatching Attack of Clones in a long time. I always try to wait till we're closer. So it's always super fresh in my mind. So I'll probably be watching it, uh, either tonight or, or the day before. Um, but yeah. I, I don't. And I have feelings. Once again, <laughs> the ending fight scene, something I'm very passionate about. K- Kiki Flippy really uh, caught fire, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Latanya, you recently watched Attack of the Clones for the first time. Quick preview of your thoughts. Yes. I, I went into it with everyone saying, oh, no, this is the one that you have to watch now. Okay. So my expectations were both like, so low, like on the ground. No, that's another movie that's coming up. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Solos. <laughs> there were solos stuff. later. My yeah. expectations were like beneath the earth. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised, honestly by how much I enjoyed this movie. There was a point, I will admit, where I, I looked at how much time was left and I was like, what could you possibly do for another 45 minutes? So, you know, uh, there's a mix of that in there. But I overall enjoyed it. Maybe it's because of my frazzled mental state and the fact that I am very much like Wanda at the beginning of this episode right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited to talk about it. It's going to be a really fun podcast. 
We're doing it live. We're going to be doing the podcast live for the patrons of Post Show Recaps at that time slot, Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, rough time again. Uh, we will, it could be a few minutes past that, could be a half hour past that. We'll see. Um, but we're going to have a really, really good time. So if you are not a patron of Post Show Recaps yet and you want to watch that episode live, now would be the time to sign up patreon.com slash post show recaps. Otherwise, the podcast will drop on the a long time to go feed this coming Thursday. So really exciting stuff with the three of us. So with all of that said, two more WandaVisions to go. Can't wait. Very excited. I'm not going to sing again on the outro. I can't do it. It's been a lot of... A lot of, uh, lot of, lot of, lot of talking over the last hour, and I don't have the vocal range currently at my disposal to sing Agatha all along. But if either of you do have it, uh, if either of you two have it, that would be fine. I, I definitely not warmed do not up. have vocal range. No, they're not warmed up. All right, so no. sing it in your in your hearts, dear listener, or out loud if you wish. Uh, as we will come back next week, talking Wandavision. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye bye. Stop right there. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.